Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wednesday Night Live. This is Ron Crawford, the pastor of the Father's Church in Dallas, Texas, coming to you on this Thanksgiving Eve from our broadcast booth, which is in the balcony of uh, our sanctuary, where, as you might hear from the background, there is prayer being offered up, and um, it's just a wonderful atmosphere in the, in the spirit, the presence of our Lord. And I trust that wherever you are, whatever your plans for this holiday, that central to all of it is your love and appreciation for our Lord and what he's called us to be and what he's called us to do as saints. And we speak blessing over you from this place, we cannot express adequately the depth of appreciation and love that we have for our saints family and for those that um, God is going to be joining together with us in this year of great uh, movement forward. Uh, we, we speak blessing over what God has laid before us to accomplish as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And today, recognizing that this is a very hectic and busy time frame, I know that most likely you may not have the time to listen to this broadcast. And if you do, you're going to be honoring our weekly appointment together. But I know you've got other things to do. So I'm, I'm going to intentionally be be much briefer today in my uh, in my comments. I do have a word from the Lord for you, and I, I trust that it will be uh, received and applied, but <clears throat> I just know that this is a, a very busy time, and um, I want to respect the minutes that you you do have. In fact, in years past, most recently, we have, uh, before we started broadcasting uh, the message, um, due to the COVID restrictions, um, we, uh, we, we, we weren't having Thanksgiving Eve service. And for years before that, we would have some kind of a meal together. But it in itself, although it was a nice social gathering, was not, um, was not really a, a service as, were, as it were. So um, what we're doing today is in keeping with, you know, what we try to do as, as uh, American citizens and as saints, respecting the fact that God has given us this time frame uh, for Thanksgiving and for fellowship. And um, so I want to continue with that, with that tradition. Now, I want to begin by saying that of all times, we have we have a great measure of uh, of things to be thankful for, and um, you know last year at this time, not even the greatest prophet uh, was foretelling what was going to be coming in in this in this new year. Um, and when COVID hit, my goodness, the prognosticators were speaking about all kinds of doom and gloom, and and it has been a challenge and there have been those that have lost their lives and we we are sad for those that uh, are left behind uh, 
and for those who had to suffer through things. But for the saints, God has watched over us, hasn't he? God has protected us. God has preserved our country. And um, I'm, I'm just so amazed at the way that God has shielded us. We, we've declared his blood and continue to do that. But we're, we're looking forward to what, what is going to be a triumphant year. This past year has been a triumphant year. It's been absolutely amazing how God has watched over, how God has blessed, how God has utilized this time to restore and to supply and to bring about measures of, of restitution and healing and the positioning God has given us for what is coming next is, is simply phenomenal. And I, I just want to give thanks to him on this Thanksgiving celebration for that. You know, so often we ask God for things, and um, he, he does supply. But then maybe we have a tendency to be like the, the nine lepers who went away and did not give thanks. So we want to we want to step down right now and say to our Father in heaven, thank you for the way that you have watched over your people and the way you have positioned us for those glorious things that it will be our privilege to partner with you in um, within uh, the year 2021. Well, that sounds weird to say that. 2021. Goodness gracious. But yet here we are. The scripture that I felt led to bring to you is found in the book of Ephesians. And it's Ephesians chapter 1. If you want to, to go there, you can. But I'll be reading it, of course. And Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. Let, let's, let's read this together. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you. And there's our word Eucharistio, which is uh, a combination of the grace of God, which is always moving forward, and the eternal good purpose of God. So we cease not to recognize that God is, is moving us all forward according to his eternal purpose and in the power of his grace, making mention of you in my prayers, prosuke. This is based upon our partnership in grace, based upon our partnership in offering supplication as a partnership with God for what he wants to do. There's such a close connection between the agape, which is to breathe hard after the purpose of God, and grace and supplication. It's just, they're just intertwined. And, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that understanding, but more so for that empowerment. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, 
that you might know, or you may know, what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. This is amazing to me. You know, Paul began in verse 15 by saying, you know, I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love unto all the saints that you possessed. Isn't that amazing? That's another uh, another double, a double expression where he first of all talks about how these folks are walking in faith in Jesus and then they embrace the love of the saints. They embrace the agape of the saints. This is what we all know. We're, we're called and blessed to be able to walk in faith in, in harmony with what's going on at the right hand of the throne of God. And we are then also able to walk in the agape of the walk of the saints. And so Paul says, I, I am going to be that one who will view the way God has moved you forward in grace according to his purpose, and I'm going to ask for the prosuke, the understandings that God gives through that measure of partnership with, with supplication. Those types of prayers that are proactive and are not wishes, but are the expressions of what we are wanting God to do according to his revelation of what he has uh, set forward for you to accomplish. In other words, we, we see that you're walking in faith, and we recognize that grace is upon you according to the eternal purpose of God. And so we give thanks to God for that. We, we express his good eternal purpose over you in the path of grace, and we specifically prophetically pray things over your life that God has desired to do and that God wants to do. But you have not because you ask not. And we, we want to partner with God in making declarations concerning what he wants to accomplish in his overall purpose, but what he wants to accomplish in you. That's an amazing thing to me. It's, it's an incredible thing to me. And we, we need to press the advantage in this year of prophetic, uh, prophetic influence in the Spirit. And we need to begin to speak prophetically in our purpose, in our prayers, over the saints as God brings understanding and revelation to us. Now, I know that there's a place for publicly saying, thus says the Lord, or privately in presbytery declaring things over people. God uses that. God, God uses that. But I believe in this new year, God, who has taken great amount of time in our study of the Scripture to show us how supplication then yields prophetic insight that we then proclaim in prayer. We, we proclaim it before the throne of God. We proclaim it into the spirit realm, 
and we we praise God for what he's going to do and we we ask him to do it that there's 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 going to be a heightened measure of the power of that but it's going to be up to us to do it see this kind of thing is not necessarily the type of thing that you know Paul didn't say you know what God show me things and I'm going to get this group of people that I travel around with and the 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 current church that I'm ministering at and we're going to come together brother and sister and we're going to declare this over you that's not what Paul said he said that I am recognizing your faith recognizing your commitment to the good grace of God recognizing that you are walking in the agape of the saints my prayer my prayer is going to be aimed at what God reveals that he what God reveals not my personal predilection not my own opinions but what God reveals he wants to do in you and I'm going to offer that up and part of what Paul was saying to the Ephesians was that the father of glory the father of glory the one who knows how he wants to partner with you according to his plan in things that have not been known would release the spirit of wisdom and the revelation as you know him and that your eyes would be opened and enlightened that you might come to a realization and an understanding of the hope of his calling and the riches of that glory, which is the inheritance of the saints, and the greatness of his power, according to the working of his mighty power, which was made possible when he raised Jesus from the dead and positioned him at the right hand of his throne. Those are some of the things that Paul prayed over the Ephesians. That, that's, that's an incredible thing. That's, that's an incredible thing. And um, I wonder what God would reveal to you about how you are supposed to be offering prosuke. Now, some people are hearing this for the first time. They're saying, that's a big word. I don't understand it. You need to make it simple. Well, how about if we step from simple into maturity? How about if we actually learn something from the word instead of simply being conjoled by sermons every week how about if you've been born again for 40 or 50 years you actually take a step forward from the simple into being mature in the lord how about that this is not a big word this is a word that is used throughout the new testament it may not be in your king james which i love but it is the type of prayer that the Spirit of God specifically says we're being offered. So maybe it's good for all of us to say, oh, that, instead of saying, oh, that's a big word, saying, why don't we expand our vocabulary? You know, I, I remember when I was a little boy, I can remember back to that. And when I was four and five years old learning how to read, and I remember that my father, who I respect, who didn't have much education in, in the natural, neither did my mother, on occasion, I would, as a little boy, throw a, a kid's book into his lap and ask him to read to me. And I had this little book about Fred Flintstone. I still remember this, sitting on our back porch 
and my dad reading those words and thinking, Dad, you mispronounced that. You mispronounced Barney's last name. You mispronounced Bedrock. You mispronounced this. Even as a four- and five-year-old, and I never, I had the, I had the understanding that I would never correct my father, but that puts something in me to say, you know, I respect him, but I'm never going to mispronounce those words. I am never going to have a time where I am speaking or reading something where people are going to say, uh, Ron, that's, that's not the way you say that. And I was driven to overcome that measure. Now, I don't know why I felt led to say that, but I, I do know that it's time for Christians to understand more of the Word of God. And when we talk about Paul saying, I am offering up of the many other types of prayers that could have been offered, he specifically said, I'm praying in prosuke, which literally means pros, pro, that means to go beyond the norm, that means to go into to the new, like if you are a professional. That means that you're not some amateur. You know, the, recently I was talking to one of my uh, doctors who is somewhat of a friend, and I was telling him how something that he just did was really remarkable and how different it was from other technicians that I had seen and experienced. And he said, well, I'm a professional. That's what I do for a living. So pros is something we understand. We watch NFL football, and we know this is a professional league. It's not sandlot. So pros is something we understand. It's not a big word. And it means that we are going beyond the norm and we're striving for excellence, and we're, we're reaching forward toward a mark that is beyond the sedentary. UK, if you look it up, is going to say a wish or something that you desire to happen. Well, when we pray, we don't wish things. We don't have wishful thinking. We are thinking about what God has said he wants to do in a forward manner and we are praying that, but God has revealed it. It's not what we think. It's not what our coffee buddies think. It's not what our pundits on TV thinks. It's not what, you know, we may have heard this sermon from some stem winder that we, we get our infusion, our intravenous of spirituality from every week. It's what God puts in our heart. And you've got to spend time with God to do that. So prosyuke, this time of prayer is you've partnered with God in supplication. That's a partnership prayer. That's not begging God. And prosuke is always linked, well, not always, 95% of the time, linked with supplication in the New Testament. So when you're partnering with God, we're spending time on behalf of what he wants to do, not your long laundry list, but what he wants to do. God will allow you to gain an insight concerning what he wants to accomplish. And you declare that. It's not you strung a bunch of scriptures together and you're trying to plead your cause before God. No, this is something that God has put in your heart. And you, you may not understand all of it. In fact, you probably won't understand. Oh, well, you know, that's the way God is. He says, take this step of faith. 
He doesn't give you the whole roadmap. You know, there's no Garmin of spiritual things that you can just look ahead and say, okay, when I get up here at Toledo, I'm going to go left on this interstate. No. God says, take this step, and then I'll show you the next. That's the journey in God. And a lot of Christians don't want, they want to know, you know, they want to know everything and eliminate faith. God's all about faith. So Paul says, as I've prayed for you and I recognize that you're wanting to go deeper in God, you're you're embracing with your agape the love of the saints and you're wanting to move forward in grace and in the Ephesian church, probably alongside Antioch, wanted that more than any other. Um, Read what Paul says about Ephesus. Read this book of the, the, the epistle to the Ephesians and hear him talk about spiritual warfare, hear him talk about armor, hear him talk about our place in the heavenlies, hear him talk about doing battle with the enemy. Those things are not simple. They're not weekend warrior kind of stuff. They are deep spiritual things. So Paul is declaring these wonderful things, but it's born out of what the Spirit has revealed and he, he proclaims them in prayer. And he said he was praying this over these folks. So I declare right now over you that in this year that is ahead, we're making a commitment here from the Father's Church to, as individuals, listen to what God may be say, might be saying concerning our brothers and sisters. And it's not like you have to get them on the phone or write them some long soliloquy or write out some prophecy and make sure they hand it, you hand it to them and make sure they remember you're the one who said it. No. You pray for those ones. And only God in heaven, he might be the only one that knows you're doing that. This is not a uh, a thing that you use to inflate your ego. Oh, yeah, I saw that coming. I've been praying for that for years. You need to scrub that pride right out of your head. I'm going to scrub that pride right out of my head. That was a commercial. Not about pride. Um, it, was a, it was a commercial. It was, it was off of, a, of an old song. Some woman singing about how she's going to wash her hair and wash that man right out of her head. <laughs> Well, you need to wash some pride out of you, maybe. We think we all do. Uh, because this year of prophecy is you dying to self. That's that's the spirit of prophecy, you being a martyria. Whether anybody knows what you're doing or not, you're serving the Father. This is a year where we need to be employing this verse over those in our saints family that God brings to our heart. And we need to pray those things that the Spirit reveals according to grace, according to his agape. And we release that to him. Now, this is, this is something that I believe is a rhema for us. And, and I would ask you over these next couple of days as you're giving thanks to be sensitive to the Spirit. And should God r- bring some grace thought concerning a brother or a sister or 
a nation or a church or a prayer group, sense what the Spirit is saying. Don't embellish it. Don't go and find 500 verses that you're studying unless God says a verse. And you, you ask God to release that thing that he put it in your heart to release. Offer that prosuke and don't cease to do it. But we're going to be doing that more and more from here. And um, we're, going to, we're going to do our best to apply these things that God has been sharing with us over the past two years from his word about prayer. And we're going to offer up our supplication in new and creative ways. And we're going to individually bring forth prosuke declarations. And then when God, by his mercy and according to his timing, reveals specific things, I mean specific petitions, we're going to offer them as an asking, as an itema which is also the derivative for our petitions. Um, we're we're going to do our best to not just have this in our cranium as, as, a, as a marginal understanding of the word, even though that would be good, but we're going to apply it. So I ask you, over these next couple of days, you're, you're going to have some, some downtime. I know you do. I know what Thanksgiving's like. I've, I've enjoyed it for six decades now. Um, you're going to have some downtime. Don't forget to seek the Lord. Don't, don't forget to go before the Lord. And at least once, hear from him and release some form of a prophetic ask before God on behalf of an individual, a church, a national pursuit for the saints that God lays on your heart. And if you want to write it down, that's fine. Maybe it would be a good thing for your personal journal. But this kind of thing is selfless. And I'm just impressing upon you that you, you don't, you, there's nowhere in the scripture where it says that you have to tell the individual what you're releasing. This is between you and God. Now, Paul was writing an epistle. He was writing into the anointing of the Spirit. This is God's Word. So he went ahead and told these people. This was the only thing they had. They didn't have internet. They didn't have a Bible. They didn't have any of these things. So these words from the Apostle Paul were crucial for them. And it's, it's crucial for us. We're seeing the way he applied this. We're seeing what he did. And that is of immeasurable help to us as saints. I'm so grateful for this. But in your personal life, even though this may be a divinely inspired word that you receive, it is not equal to the word of God. And you, you don't have to tell everybody, you know what, I'm praying for you and I'm doing this. I'm, that may encourage some people. But the onus of this is that it's a personal exchange between you and God. Do it without any fanfare, without anybody patting you on the back, without anybody thanking you. 
If you really want to be prophetic, do it as under the Lord and don't look for any headlines citing you in the byline. Okay? I remember one of the things that um, our brothers and sisters at Christian International taught us early on in our desire to move out of the general church into a prophetic understanding. He said, we have hundreds of prophets. Bill Lackey said this. We have hundreds of prophets in our church in Destin. And they all have been trained prophetically. And when they submit a word, if, if they expect for us to notate them or to glad hand them, there's something wrong with that. It should be in humility. And whether anybody ever gives you uh, plaudits for your crisp word, um, if, if anybody ever expects for that to happen, they need to get back into the prayer closet and grind that out of themselves. I know we as humans, we, we want encouragement, but you know where our encouragement comes from? And increasingly as the days go by, it's going to come from the Lord. No matter how many times over these past 25 years of walking in this new pathway, uh, wherever I've thought, Lord, you know, we're walking with you and we're hidden, which is a biblical principle. And you see all these other people that, that are, people are following by the tens of thousands and we bless them, but what you're doing in us, there's part of that, a big part of that is humility and meekness and being hidden. And we have to be that way if we're friends of the bridegroom. Where was John the Baptist? The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Where was he? And when Jesus came to him at the Jordan, they knew each other. They were cousins. When Jesus came to him at the Jordan, John said, you know what? I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me. He didn't say, well, it's about time you got here. I've been preparing the way for you, and I, I, I haven't heard you sending anybody to me. It's about time you start giving me some, giving me some uh, headlines here. John said, I'm not worthy to be doing this. Oh, that we would embrace that humility as a friend of the bridegroom. It's going to be necessary. And Jesus said, you know, do it. It's necessary for you to do it to fulfill, to, to bring to a completion, to bring to a point of transitional acknowledgement and success before the Father it's necessary for your righteousness to be fulfilled in this way. And who, who was glorified? Well, the Father spoke from heaven. This is my son. Did he say anything about John from heaven? I didn't read it. You know, John said, oh, I don't know the Father. You know, I've been preparing. This was my righteousness that was being fulfilled. And, you know, he didn't say anything about me. <laughs> Friend of the bridegroom. Are you up for the task? John's privilege. And even then when he was in prison, John heard about what Jesus was doing. And, he, and his, some of his disciples were going over to Jesus. And he sent some to say, 
Are you the one that I've been preparing the way for? He just wanted to fulfill it. And Jesus said, you go back and tell him that the blind are seeing, the lame are walking. And obviously that was a word to John. And John received that. We're going to be fulfilled in the Lord by a couple of things. And I'm going to draw this to the close here pretty soon now. I know that the stuffing's about ready and you got to get in there and get it out of the oven. Number one, that we have served our Father. That's the ultimate thing. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. As long as you hear that, that's it. And um, that what he has put in our heart to see happen is happening. Whether nobody on earth knows that, or whether anybody on earth knows that you had a hand in that is inconsequential. Your father knows. And so with this, whatever we do from a pneumonicos perspective in prayer and in supplication, we need to do all things as unto the Lord and to demonstrate in humility what what um, what our Father has laid before us to do. So again, as we close, I'm asking you to offer up yourself this weekend to the Father in prayer and be sensitive to what He may show you and if there is a, of an inclination from the Spirit concerning a saint, a brother and sister, or a church, or a prayer group, or somebody that is uh, representing the kingdom in this country or in a foreign country, that you, you know there is a, a, mighty, a mighty directive of the Spirit, you, you offer that to God. And how do you offer it? I would say this. I'd say, Father, thank you for showing me this. And I believe that it is a word from you. And I, I want to declare this before your throne over and identify the individual or the place. And say, I ask that you do this, that you put it in my heart that you want to do. But God is so good about that. He wants to partner with us. Our word, everything begins with a voice. And so God gives us an insight concerning his plan, and he wants us to declare it before his throne and to speak it forth. What a blessing that is. Do that. We're going to be doing it on your behalf as God directs. And I, I know that that is a word from God for us for this weekend and for the time that's coming. Well, I pray that you will be blessed. I continue to declare the blood of Jesus over you. Protection during these family celebrations. And, you know, I know I know what we've been warned against doing by the CDC and others, but I still know that you're going to have family gatherings. You know, if your old Uncle Gustav comes and he's not been really wise as to how uh, he should have been social distancing. And I just pray over him and over you that you'll be 
covered by the blood and that nobody will get this. God's preserved us to this point and he will continue. That nobody will get sick. Perfect health, life, vitality for you. And we proclaim that. So we speak blessing and we'll look forward to reaching out on this coming Friday for a prayer primer. Pray for us Saturday as we reach uh, out to the pastors and leaders in Brazil. And we'll see you on Sunday. So thanks for joining us today. May God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you soon.